0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Archer and Lawrence Sports Show, episode
0: 120. We
1: are a weekly podcast. We record it live on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to it live as a radio show. Hell, give us a call at 888 787 4827, or if you like calling locally, to local numbers. Well this is a local number in New York, but it's three four seven nine four five six one three one. Hit us up. We are in the chat room on Blog Talk Radio. You can most certainly you can most certainly find us on Twitter at LarcherLawrenton. At Larcher Lawrenton. No spaces in between. That's L A R C H E R L O R E N S E N. No matter how it looks on Facebook, that's how it's spelled. Thank you to our iTunes podcast listeners. Thanks for hitting the subscribe button. Thank you to our Stitcher listeners. Thank you to all of you. Last show we did was the WrestleMania post show. Al Archer, my partner, and I did it. But we're back to sports. My partner is out on assignment today. He is lost in a hot tub full of beer surrounded by karaoke, booze, and baseball. So I'm going to do this thing on my own. But i got to tell you, much like some of the guys that you hear out there doing doing shows alone, I don't think it can be done very well by a professional, by a guy who's been doing it for years, doing a show by themselves. So I've asked for a little bit of help. I've got Southside Mike calling in just a couple minutes from now, talking about the White Sox at the bottom of the hour. Ryan Hunter's going to be joining to talk about some NCAA and the NBA, and then later on, first time calling in, my guy Nate. He's going to give us a call. Nate is calling us from Chicago to talk some NHL playoffs. Right now, i got to tell you, over there on the phone lines, the one and only, she'll get your calls at 888-787-4827. Call
0: us up. You heard the number. 888-787-4827.
1: Lauren, and we are currently separated by roughly 70 miles of open road and construction of the Illinois highway system. I'm calling you from a bunker foggy there? About 70 there? miles west of the city of Chicago. Lauren is at home in the studios. How are the studios today without me, Lauren?
0: Oh, it's looking just as foggy, oh, foggy inside as it is outside.
1: outside. Is it really? It's just as foggy inside and outside? It's probably sure, less sure. foggy than it is when Al and I are hanging around.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Also
1: true. laughs> are you ready to take some calls there? We'll take calls from everybody. We do have some lined, calls lined up, but uh who
0: We're ready to call. Yeah? What uh
1: what what would you what are you hoping that people talk about tonight on the show, Lauren? Well I
0: wanna about maybe some maybe some day basically basically what people think. Well maybe we can talk some have, uh who uh, bet on Duke and who didn't bet on Duke.
1: How yeah, about yeah. it? I know it. I'll tell you what. Uh, if you want to talk about that with Brian Hunter and I uh, at the bottom of the hour, that's about six thirty p.m. Please uh, give us a call. Uh, talk to Lauren. You know, I I went to that game the other day, Lauren. You did?
0: Of course, opening, of course, day.
1: opening day. Yeah, I I did, uh, and and I didn't see the issues that everybody else did with the bathrooms. My buddy Travis with well, me though. So
0: didn't have to pee like they did.
1: Well, I I got lucky. You know, I I I, I had to go. I had to go right before I walked in. Then I didn't have to go again until the end of the sixth. And I just went over to the Captain Morgan Club, but I saw the lines. Travis and, and another buddy disappeared for a solid, like, about two innings. They were gone. And I'm telling you, I think a half hour, a half hour should be plenty of time to grab yourself a hot dog, a beer, and go to the bathroom. Not not in that order though. You got to go. You got to go. Bathroom first.
0: Yes. See.
1: Yeah. And then we were talking about going to a game last night. But you were thoroughly disappointed to find out
0: that they uh, thoroughly. but you know what I don't know that today is much better. It's just that chill in your bones kinda kind of cold with that fog looming, too. I don't know
1: well, there was a chill in the bats for the St Louis Cardinals today as uh the well, Cubs we'll took take it. it. they uh they won two to nothing and and speaking of uh speaking of the North side baseball not going so well on day one uh Monday, the White Sox had their home opener and uh that, of course, didn't go very well either. Uh, I was chatting with a buddy of mine, Ross, the other day regarding the the cards that Chicago baseball drew this year. There was a lot of new buzz going on, but the cards that they drew, well, uh, the Cardinals for the for the Cubs, that's, that's always a tough matchup. In opening day, that's going to be tough. And, of course, Lauren, you're from uh, the south side suburbs there. Uh, you know it was Indeed. a tough matchup for the White Sox as they faced none other than the AL champion kansas city royals
0: uh-huh uh-huh i i definitely knew that
1: <laughs> i'm sure you
0: definitely
1: did. knew that i i i know uh, we, we had many long discussions about it i gotta ask like you, the it,
0: good executive producer that i am i for sure knew
1: that that's right that's right hey speaking of sports uh what's going on with the the new bachelorette there's going to be like three of them or something right
0: well, the new bachelorette will feature two bachelorette candidates in the first episode in which the Bachelor men candidates themselves and other candidates' contestants will vote for which they choose to be their bachelorette.
1: All right, and that has been our bachelorette talk on the Larchman Larson Sports Show. Lauren, uh, she's there to take your calls. Uh, maybe we'll chat again a little bit later on this right. extra special episode of the Larcher and Lawrence sports show. Hey. All right. Oh, yeah, I, I I cut you off there, Lauren, and and I do apologize. Uh, we're we're trying to get the hang of it. I am technically directing it. If you caught the social media aspect of Larcher and Lawrence at Larcher Lawrence and, and Nate, I got to apologize to you. He's at Captain 1999 out there. I got to apologize to you, Nate, because uh I know that I tweeted it out a little early. I was setting up a a tweet through through your old Hootsuite to send one out at uh 6:45 when you're on. Uh, and and I, I freaked him out. He thought he was going to be on momentarily, but we're getting it together. We're bringing the show back. We're trying to make it happen. So as far as the Cubs home opener goes, I did. I I uh, I went. I had a fantastic time. We had great seats. Uh, I, I I was a part of a uh, a drinking package, and I happened to have the next day off. I may or may not have drank, like I was 25 again, but we ended up making it through it. I I I I made it clear to myself and, and to my friends, but mainly, mainly to Chicago Cubs baseball, that I was going to be there the entire way through. And I stayed through the whole game. It got a little bit chilly. Uh, the bathroom lines did affect quite a few people, certainly not me. But uh, my guess is today everything held up pretty well. Uh, of course, there weren't quite as many people in the stands. Well, let's be honest, there weren't many people in the, in the stands at all. But Arietta threw a good game. Things came together for him, and your Chicago Cubs are 500 at this time. I'm pretty happy about it. 888-787-4827 to join us. Tweet me, at Clark in Chicago. Or uh, follow me on Instagram. I'm there, at Clark in Chicago as well. Shoot me a tweet. Shoot us a tweet, at Larcher uh, Lauren's man in the, uh, the studio back home. She'll be there waiting for your call. I think she can even see a Facebook message or two. I don't know. I'm going to take a look at them whenever I get a chance. We do have a chat room open on Blog Talk Radio, but right now, I want to go to a fella that's going to join us to talk something that Al Larcher and myself don't tend to talk always about. Uh, we're going to talk some White Sox baseball with none other than Southside Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing?
2: I'm doing well, Clark. Thanks for
1: having me. Of course. I, I appreciate you joining me, uh, finally. I know we've been talking about doing this for a while, but uh, having you here is good. And, and i got to tell you, having you on a day where the Cubs have a better record than the White Sox isn't so bad.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it looks like it could be happening quite a bit, hopefully not very often. I'm excited about the Sox this season, so I'm happy to represent them, share a little bit with the listeners. And um, what do you want to know about my Southside
3: guys?
1: Well, it's as I said, Alan, I don't talk too much about them, and, and I don't know much about them. I, I tried to get down to a game or two with you last year. I know you were down there quite a bit. I know they had a damn fine off season, much like the Chicago Cubs. I mean, people are saying that the Cubs and the White Sox, uh, maybe only the Padres did better than both of them. And yeah. things went well, well. Uh, I want to know, what do you think about opening day? Is that, uh, is that opening day from Smarja? Because I really wanted to see him do well.
2: You know, getting Samarja on the bump, it, it was a great pickup. Hopefully we could sign him long-term in the future. Um, but as you were saying, the off-seasons were great, and people are really excited about having both Chicago baseball clubs mattering again. Um, Samarja, he came out. He was Everything was a little sluggish. The whole team was sluggish. Um, you know, he didn't throw terribly – Uh, terribly well, uh, but he wasn't awful either. And so he came out. um, I think he he gave up four runs through into the sixth, just about. um, And we had that typical White Sox collapse, and uh, that was never good to open the floodgates.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, it'll happen. Uh, Are they going to get that game in tonight uh, over in Kansas City? I've been
2: watching the news. Uh, They're talking about all that weather sweeping in from the west. So I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard anything yet. I'm looking to tune in at 7:10 uh, to to see. I only got a chance to watch part of the game the other day, so I hope they they play tonight.
1: I did I did something on Monday that I've I've never done before. I I had gotten home and I turned nobody else was in the house. No, no buddies over who liked the White Sox or anything and I turned on White Sox baseball. And I was very happy to do so and and to be honest, I I was upset to see uh, the way the game was going, uh especially for Smarja you know, and, and I want to see some good baseball. I would really like to get down this year to uh, to check him out down there. But uh, normally, when, when you see Smarja watching him as a Cub the last few years, you know, that first inning he might give up that run or two and then settle down. It, it just it didn't seem to happen for him. And you're, you're playing against the AL champs. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt.
2: Yeah, you know, and Smarja that streak he had to start the season last year was just remarkable with the, the limited earned runs. Um it'll take him a little while um but I'm still optimistic. Like I said, I'm excited. I, I may even go on a limb and say I think they're going to win the central. I know nobody's, you know, listening to hear my predictions, but I feel good about it cuz the the divisions in such flux. You got the Tigers who are stacked. Uh you got the Royals who were the AL champs last year, but they got a lot of a lot of pieces that aren't back. Um, You know, Cleveland, they got Corey Kluber on the mound. But I think the White Sox, all these pieces, um, you know, when you kind of introduced me, you mentioned all the the great offseason they had. Uh, The pickups from the bullpen, which is obviously where the White Sox struggled. Um, You got Melky Cabrera. You got a veteran presence like Adam LaRoche coming in. Um, And not to mention Jose Abreu. Um, The year he had last year, awesome. And coming in, he's a true MVP contender in just his second year in the league.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, Abreu got the got the homer the other day. That was really nice to see uh, for him. Yeah. It, 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 you had a bright spot in that first game. A, a run was scored. That's more than they did up on the north side. Uh, <laughs> this that, is true. That that being said, uh, and, and I know that we're, you're here to talk White Sox with me, but I'm not sure if you caught the score of the game today. Two to nothing. Arietta threw a fine game. He had a battle. He was he was fighting hard in the early innings to get that. Uh, and in Jorge Soler, if we're going to talk about our young guys in the prospects. He finally got on the board with what I thought was going to look like a double, and the kid put on his put on his hustling pants, and he got his butt to third. That was nice to see. Then they were they they didn't they didn't even I don't believe they got him in. They didn't get any runs until the next inning. Castro was involved, and uh, they pulled out a two to nothing victory over the Cardinals. I and I dig it.
2: Yeah, it's impressive getting the young kids out there. I, I saw what there was a total of five hits in the ball game. I think uh, so. Not a lot of offense at Wrigley today. Um, but I've been hearing a ton about Solaire uh, um, along with all the other prospects, but I keep hearing about him putting on the size, putting on the muscle. And uh, so they're going to be fun to watch. Uh, I don't know how much I'll be rooting for them, but I'll be rooting for them for all my North side friends to, to get them.
1: And I'm rooting to see just good baseball down there. And I, I want to talk division with you for the white socks um, and what they would have to worry about. You're calling the division for the white Sox. Um, Cleveland, to me, seems like uh, a serious wild card in there. And I'm sure the, wild, the, the White Sox seem the same if you're in Cleveland. The thing is, is that as you discussed with the Royals, they're missing some of the pieces. Detroit, yeah, they they are elite still, but it seems like they're heading more on the downswing than they are still continuing up. A uh, couple injuries, you know, losing one of their ace pitchers, uh, and, then, and then the big guy going down. Don't you see that as a possibility to really help the White Sox Catch a couple more division victories? Yeah, no doubt
2: about it. You know, it just takes one or two here and there. Um, and the key thing about the White Sox that, that I love and everybody else loves is the starting rotation. I mean, putting Samarja, Sale's going to be back on Sunday, and Quintana, those are three of the top pitchers as far as a rotation goes. You got Danks, who's been a longtime veteran. He can eat up innings for sure. Um, Noessi's been a guy he could hopefully, if Cooper gets him going, he could eat up innings. And then you got Rodon, who's... Another Boris client, just like Bryant, and they're not they're not pumping this guy up as much, but he is definitely one of the top prospects in baseball, and I can't wait to see him
1: up. Uh, hopefully by midseason. Okay, yeah, I like I like it a lot. Um, I got to ask you about food down at uh, the right. third fifth. fifth. Uh, I I agree that it's superior down there. I want to ask you about the ballpark. What am I going to have if I make my way down? To sit in the cheap seats down at White Sox Park, what, what what's the best the best food item you found down there?
2: So I haven't gone through my my annual look at the new menu items because it seems like there's an arms race across baseball stadiums. But I'll tell you what: as soon as you walk into the stadium, there's nothing like the smell of the grilled onions and the Polish sausage
1: that just hits uh-huh. you when you
2: walk into the stadium. I know you're a fan of that. Who is it?
1: You got me. Come on, I'm a, I'm a Chicago guy. We gotta. We gotta stay warm in the winter times. What what else are we gonna do?
2: So you got you got that smell when you walk in the ballpark. It's second to none. But another thing I'll say is right outside the ballpark, um, the Shy Sox Grill, formerly Bacardi at the park, is run by Gibson's restaurant group. I know you're familiar oh. with that. Yeah. And these guys, top notch, you get in there before the game, get a couple of beers, get a nice big, you know, pulled pork or brisket sandwich, and you're set. You're good to go. Um top
1: notch food down there at the cell. Oh, no, I, I dig it, uh, Robin Ventura. Uh, what year are we on? Year three? Uh, year four. Year four. Year and is this is this uh, is this kind of make or break? What, what's going on with, with with him as a manager?
2: You know, he's such an interesting personality. He's very calm, cool, and collected all the time, to the point where some people get a little little concerned. Especially in Chicago, you want to see a little bit of a fiery manager coming off of Ozzie. That's what a lot of White Sox fans expected. But it seems like, by all accounts, Robin Ventura really has a good grasp of the, the guys in the clubhouse. Of course, management loves him. Uh, heck, they pretty much pulled them from obscurity to come manage the ball club. And I, I think he's pretty set. Um, you know, there was some subtle talks about possible extensions. Um, in fact, I'm not even up on his contract uh, specifically, but I think they may have worked something out not too long ago, or it's in the works, Um so I, I think he's pretty solid um, I like this rebuild um Han, you know you guys are, are spoiled with Theo Epstein, one of the best in the ball- in the league uh as a general manager, but Rick Hahn, I think he's putting together the pieces here um that were expediting in this rebuild. We got some really great young talent coming up, uh hopefully they could fit in like a Johnson and guys of that nature um so I think Ventura is gonna be pretty solid here
1: all right I dig it uh. I- First of all, thanks for earlier with the uh with the idea for going for the for the sausage with the grilled onions. I'm totally in. I had no idea they renamed the other place and I I'm, I'm sold. I'll I'll be stopping by to grab a beverage at Socks on the Park. What's it called? Uh
2: Shy Sox Grill.
1: Shy Socks Grill. I I think. <laughs> now, he, here's something to talk to you about cuz I I do a lot of talking with with local uh with, with with fans of the Cubs. Uh that that's who who I'm surrounded by. Uh, I've caught a couple, a little bit of national perspective on it. Caught Wilbon's hilarious uh, perspective on the opening day fiasco going on up at Wrigley Field. And about a week ago, you and I had had a conversation where it was the first time anybody had really been negative on on the ballpark and, and the fact that it was embarrassing because I hadn't seen it yet. I got I got to do something. and I've, I've got to man up and, and apologize to you on that because. Uh, it, there is a bit of an embarrassing factor. Now, the bathroom's going down. Sure, they were short to begin with. It was something they should have been proactive about, but they couldn't really do too much about two more of those breaking down. But I'll tell you, the national the national beating that they've taken with as far as PR goes, it's just not looking so good.
2: No, it's really not. And I have a couple of close friends and colleagues that are season ticket holders and they're up in the upper deck there. And we used to I went to a bunch of ball games with them last year. You used to get the third out, you could run on into the bathroom, and you're pretty much back by the first pitch if you're quick. And they just said they haven't seen anything like it. Um, you know, you yeah. look at the Cubs, they're a first-rate organization as far as what they're doing. I'm really, really surprised that they didn't have a little bit more foresight and, and understand that, especially on opening day, people are going to be kicking back quite a few brews. They're going to need to hit the men's room
1: yeah yeah oh, the, the atmosphere when I turned the corner, I had this idea in my head that Wrigleyville wasn't going to be quite what it what it usually is for an opening day, just because you know there's 5000 less people in the neighborhood. I don't know why yeah. I thought that. As, as soon as I turned the corner off seminary onto Eddy Street down there, boom, I mean, it, it was happening. Every bar was packed, so my guess is that the bar stayed packed for at least a little while to begin the game. and then of course, after everyone got cold, because it got chilly as it usually does uh I, i'm guessing that a lot of people had taken off by that point um yeah i don't know yeah. it's a bit, bit embarrassing sure uh that being said the what's gonna happen and and when they finish this it's gonna be fantastic i i believe in their in their in the project as a whole is what i'm saying i went back and forth mike for about a day or two on the new uh big screen because i've been all about it for a long time but then when you get in that ballpark it's huge, and it's bright. Did you catch it on ESPN at all?
2: I did a little bit, and I personally, when I first saw the, the – you can't call it a Jumbotron because that's a brand name. They've been very, very clear about that. I've heard um, that. But, w- yeah, when you first see it, um, I think it made the ballpark I, – I think it fit in. Uh, it is large, no doubt about it. The one thing I noticed, it, it seemed like there was no framing around it. It just seemed like a giant screen kind of almost floating there. And I think if they – kind of decorate it, put a little bit of a facade on it, it may not look so right. you know, just well, big and bright.
1: I mean, I walked by it uh, the Saturday before opening day and again on the Monday before opening day. I, I had posted pictures my Twitter on it, and it it was just a shell. There was nothing up there. So, my guess is there's going to be a little more around it. And as my friend Brian Hunter, who's going to be on the show later with us uh, in, in just a minute or two talking about NCAA and a few other things mentioned to me, maybe it's going to look better once the finished product is done out there. Let's give them a little bit more time to see what they can do.
2: I'm sure it is. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a fan of having the, the creature comfort, so to speak, at the ballpark. And I, I think that's going to add a lot to the game. Uh, from what I understand, it, is the Cubs have been very adamant. They're not going to be – doing a lot of silly things they're not going to turn it into a minor league you know yaha time where everything silly is going on but there was
1: yeah there wasn't a host on the field or anything they weren't doing any you know too much more than they have in the past
2: yeah and i think it'll be a nice addition
1: it worked uh last year you got to do something that i've been wanting to do didn't you get to do uh the double header baseball in the city the red line special
2: we did. We call this our little red line extravaganza. The White Sox were playing in the afternoon, uh, so we were able to get down there, tailgate a little bit in the parking lot, took the red line up, had a, a couple of beverages in between games, and then made it out to Wrigley. Uh, it was definitely a fun time. The only problem was, even though it was the summer, the temperature dropped about 35 degrees. Uh, so we didn't make it through the entire Cubs game, but uh, it was a fun experience to try.
1: So, being able to do it, part of it is you may wanna make sure that the weather's gonna gonna stay stay the same or or pre be ready for it uh maybe maybe go and uh leave a shirt or an extra jacket up at Wrigley Field in one of the locker rooms or something and go back and get it or dig it up out of center field. I don't know whatever you gotta do i i i I love the trip I wanna be a part of it I wanna do that exact thing two baseball games, same cities, two opposite sides of the field. Two pretty good baseball teams this season.
2: Uh, it'll be great. You know, like I said, baseball matters again in Chicago. I'm sure if we talk to Joe Madden, he'll he'll like he's an eccentric guy. He probably rides his bike to the stadium. He'll drop off a sweatshirt for us. It'll work out perfect. I'm all in on that.
1: It sounds like a plan. Hey brother, uh I appreciate you being here. Hey, Lauren just confirmed me on our uh on our hidden hidden secret subway chat over here. That it is Shy Sox Bar and Grill. She confirmed it. I believe you, and I appreciate. I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate you joining me here on the show.
2: My pleasure, Clark. Uh, thank you for
1: having me. Of course, take it easy, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, that there was Southside Mike. It's always good to hear from a, from a friend like that, even if he isn't a White Sox guy. Doors closed. All right, it's time to take care of our sponsors. We are sponsored. By Comedy Accident. It's this comedy group in Chicago. They haven't performed live in over a year, folks. But they are currently working in the Comedy Accident compound. Over at the Beat Lab. Putting everything together. And they are working out a new show for you. It's going to be a web series that's going to be coming out later this year. Check it out. The word is going to come out. They are at Comedy Accident on Twitter. Not too much happening from that social media feed right now. But check out. That out. Follow it. Al Archer and myself obviously are part of the group. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having them as a sponsor. Who's paying us to do this show here? I don't know. Once again, good thing having you on. My friend Mike. Southside Mike. He gave us a call from Mokina. That's what I meant by Southside. Guys, uh, we're gonna be trying to get the minutes. Uh I want to go over under minutes, and I'm gonna ask my next guest. Who is, uh it looks like he's getting hooked up into the lines. He is entering the queue, if you will, at this very moment. Uh, Brian is going to be there in a second, but I, I we're going to go over under a number of minutes that Derrick Rose is about to play here. Uh, they've set it at 20 minutes is the limit. I'm going to go with I. My guess is uh, 16 minutes. I I do understand that he's starting tonight, and if everything goes well, he will be playing again tomorrow. We'll be talking NCAA in a moment, but right now I want to go to U2 Hunter on Twitter. But right now he is just uh, Brian Hunter. Brian, how are you tonight?
3: Good. How are you doing today, Clark?
1: Not too bad. Thank you for joining me in my partner's absence, who's out on assignment right now.
3: Yes, he's out on the out in the field.
1: Yeah, uh, he's out in the field surrounded by uh, beer and booze and karaoke and baseball right now. Gotcha, got it. God, God, God help us all. Uh, before we get over to the Rose thing and and the Chicago Bulls and how they're looking for these playoffs, maybe, uh, give me a moment, I'm going to pull up the standings here myself. Uh, maybe we talk, though, a little bit about NCAA, and uh, there was a bit of a championship game Monday night where none other than the Blue Devils of Duke got Coach K. Was that his fifth? championship put some fits
3: and you know put some just behind wooden now for the most of the ncaa coach
1: and unless you want to talk
3: women's unless you want to go with the women's route when you got Juno over there but
1: i'll tell you what uconn got it done uconn got it done i remember seeing uh the uconn program at a basketball camp that i was at the a bunch of uh there were about maybe four recruits that were all at this uh basketball tournament that i was involved in from their team and i'll tell you They're a big deal. UConn has been a big deal for a long time, and they got it done. How happy are you with them?
3: Hey, good for them. You know, people are always going through the season. You know, could Kentucky beat the 76ers? Well, could the UConn beat the Sky?
1: Right, right. Could they? Maybe they can. I mean, it's still the beginnings of the WNBA. I know it's been about 15 years now, but when you talk about leagues that make it, if the WNBA can proceed... They're still at the beginning. Right now is the time to beat a team like this guy. I don't know with EDD in there. It, I don't. I don't know if it can happen. And ladies we never and gentlemen, that there, that there, that has been our NCAA uh, women's basketball and WNBA talk for the evening. Uh, yeah, I just the got evening. the update. The end. The end of the first quarter. The Bulls are up on the Magic twenty nine twenty one. Gasol's leading with good. six points and two boards.
3: It's a good start uh, for them.
1: Back to these Duke Blue Devils. The beginning yeah. of the season. Would you have said the Duke Blue Devils will be the NCAA champions?
3: You would put them in a the very small group with Kentucky. You know, it wasn't until probably Kentucky beat Louisville back in December that everyone had given them the realistic shot of going 40-0. Um, because, you know, again, it's been 40 years you know, since it's actually happened. You know, teams that tried, you know, Wichita State last year, uh, UNLV, you know, back in those days, even St. Joe's, even about, 10 years ago have tried and it's never happened. So at the beginning of the year, you could easily make the case that there were four or five teams that legitimately had a chance and, you know, three of them made the final four and the other one got beaten in the late eight, you know, by one of the teams. You know, Arizona was right there at the beginning of that conversation too. Um, So definitely get going, you know, with coach K, you never, they're not going to have down years. You know, they've had those couple first round upsets, you know, by Mercer and Lehigh in recent years, but, they have talent, and they're always going to have talent as long as he's there.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, Final four coming into it, great matchups going on. It looked like Michigan State when they when it came time for them to face Duke, it just seemed like you know they had they had not that they outplayed themselves getting to that point, but they did excel. They exceeded expectations to get to that point, and Duke kind of let them know, hey, this is how basketball is to be played.
3: Right, you know, and I think that's what – I think the beauty of March Mann is is everyone loves seeing these upsets in the first round, the 14th seed, and, you know, UAB winning, beating Iowa State, you know, Georgia State winning. I mean, those are the great moments. That's why people love March Madness, those first rounds. But at the end of the day, people want to see the big boys and the top teams play in the Final Four and in the finals. And I think just the Final Four, I think it was Duke to show, you know, Duke beat them earlier in the, reg- in the regular season beginning – and I just think they remind them, like, hey, you know, this isn't your year, you know, it's a chance, but this is how we actually are supposed to get done.
1: Right, right. Um, are they going to be continuing to do that kickoff weekend at the United Center where some of the best teams continue to come?
3: They are. Um, they, it's, they're rotating cities by that. So it's those same okay. four teams, um, you know, in that group. So I think this year – it's actually in um, Madison Square Garden, but like they'll rotate. So Ohio oh. State had played Ohio State had played North Carolina, and it was Kentucky UNC. So this year, I believe it's Kentucky playing um, North Carolina, and Ohio State playing State. So they're kind of doing like a round robin format over three years and rotating cities. You know, just you know, it's a pretty good, it's a big draw. But I believe nope. there is another um, United Center event coming too. I you know I just I may be actually Michigan State coming in town.
1: Oh yeah, no, that'd be hard. I know that. I know that Illinois always plays in town. They're not really right. able to. Get, they're not really able to get anyone who plays basketball from Chicago to play down in Champaign, but they'll come up here and play.
0: Well,
3: you know that's you know it's a great debate. It actually has this at work. You know, Illinois is starting you know with gross. They're starting to get that pipeline back for Simeon. You know they've got actually two kids right now on the team from Simeon, and another guy going there next year. And it hasn't, okay. and that swimming connection got broke after, after you know, everyone's favorite fight in a, you know, line, in a line in you know, 25 years ago, they lost that connection, and they said part of it was is because they moved the high school championships away from Champaign and moved it to you know, Bradley or Illinois uh, State, you yeah. know, one of those, uh, and so the high school went
1: gone. Yeah, uh, back uh, when I was in high school, they they had moved it over to uh, to Peoria. Uh, yeah. They did put on a good show, but, I mean, I guess I could understand that. It was right around that time that uh, they started moving the pipeline to Peoria and getting, uh, was it McLean? Do you remember guys? McLean. Oh. Yeah.
3: yeah, Manuel, Sergio McLean, uh, yeah. I believe. Isn't Dee Brown from there, I think, too? I mean, they had, I think, three or four guys on that same team uh, from, you know, on that day. I mean, I think even on the national, on the Final Four team, they had a couple there. Right,
1: well. right. Yeah, well, I want to talk about them, but I, I – we can't uh, bring up a Big Ten team without talking about Wisconsin and uh, their performance this year. I, I think they had a hell of a performance, obviously, in the Final Four, beating Kentucky. But uh, the matchup with Duke, I, I really thought they, they gave a hell of a run for their money. I thought it was a fantastic matchup, and I, I think Wisconsin really played well. Bo Ryan uh, earned a lot of credit and beating Kentucky and everything. I'm a little uh, disappointed with his choice of words after the matchup with Duke, but you can't take anything away from the team and in, in the way the Wisconsin Badgers played this year.
3: No. And I think uh, you're right. I think right. it goes to what Bill Ryan has built over that, you know, this last 10 years there where he's got them, you know, that brand of basketball that's capable of competing for national titles. Um, and you're right. You know, it goes to show you what a great coaching job he did against Kentucky, you know, beat them. And he, he went right at them and, you know, they, if they pulled it out, you know, they got their revenge. And, you know, for Duke, I think it just, you know, you can say what you want about the officiating, but you don't throw it on there. And you're right, his, cho- his choice of words was there. But I think at the end of the day, Duke was just that much better than Wisconsin. And that's, again, nothing to take away from what those kids did. I mean, you could see yeah. how bad it hurt, too, at the end.
1: Yeah. Before we go over to the NBA real quick, uh, from the stats department back home at the Larcher and Lawrence Studios, uh, D Brown is from Maywood, my friend. Oh, sorry. There, sorry. Oh, no, that hey, that's all right. We, I, Illinois, you, you got the state right. That'll work. Uh, I don't, yeah that,
3: yeah.
1: Let's go NBA. Um, yes. And let's talk. Well, let's start locally here with it, with the Chicago Bulls. Um, who who are they looking to get matched up against?
3: Well, I think the most importantly was who do you want to avoid, and I think obviously getting that three seed. Over Toronto, so they avoid the Wizards that first round. I think is a big deal.
1: Um, I think I, I think avoiding I think they, Wizards. Oh, I'm sorry. Avoiding the Wizards would definitely be a fine idea for these Chicago Bulls. Uh, it just seems like they've had their damn number for a while.
3: Right, and it's just a matchup. Um, obviously, you're playing a team. If right now if they're a three seed, if they can stay there, you know they're drawn against the Bucks. They're not even a 500 team. So I think if that's the case, they have no problem, you know, getting through that series. Absolutely. I mean, I think they breeze. But then you get your matchup with Cleveland in your second round, and I think if you're hearing what the Bulls have been saying the last week or so, they think they can go toe-to-toe with them. Um, and that's yeah, without yeah. Derrick Rose at 100%. So if Derrick Rose can at least – and, again, you know, I think you said earlier as I was coming out in minutes or about 20 minutes, if he can give them 50 to 20 minutes of productive basketball – they have a chance of knocking out anyone in the Eastern Conference.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. What about the first-place Atlanta Hawks? What They're about them? They're
3: good. They're good. Are, you are, know, they, they, are they
1: Western Conference good?
3: You know, they actually have a very good record. I believe I saw that they had won 16 straight games against the Western Conference at one point right. earlier this year. Um, you know, they went on that 20-game win streak, you know, at one point in the season. And a lot of it was against Western Conference opponents. Um, oh, they yeah. One, they, yeah, they split, you know, they split their matchup with Golden State. Um, I believe they swept San Antonio. So, they, you know, they've proven that they can beat the big boys in at least a one-game scenario. But can they do it over a series? I mean, that's just for them to find out. You know, I think they take, you know, I think getting just to the conference finals for, for this franchise would be a big step in the right direction just based on, you know expectations going in. You know they had the controversy with you know Danny Ferry and the whole ownership last coming into the season. Um, so I think what they've done, you know, and how they're doing it too. I mean, they're fun to watch. Like they're playing it the right way. But, like no alpha male, you know, guys scoring. You know, they're playing kind of the way San Antonio
0: does.
1: Right. Well, I I see that the Bulls end the season against the Atlanta Hawks, uh, but before okay. that. Like- they're, they're set up decently. The, the future's in their hands to hold on to this three seed. With, uh, well, tonight with the Magic, which they, they've come out to a 25-23 to 23 lead uh, with 9:23 to go in the second quarter at the time of uh, this recording here. And for those of you listening on Blog Talk Radio. And then tomorrow, uh, the back-to-back games. Uh, they, they're, at, they're at the heat. They can beat them. Then they got the Sixers. You've got to win that game. you got the Nets. I think you need to beat the Nets, of course. And then you're playing the Hawks in the finals. You, you don't want it to come down to that last game.
3: No, for sure, and um, yeah, do it on your own accord. Don't rely on Toronto having to slip up. You you mean today's? You got to win today's game. You know, got to win the Sixers. Those two games. Take care of business with those two games, and you know, whatever happens against Miami and Atlanta happens and stuff. But you got to beat these two teams for sure. You know, and I also think don't do it at expense of killing Derrick Rose in these last you know right. four or five games here too. So keeping the keeping them fresh for you know who's what's coming down the line.
1: Well, I, again, I'm, I'm here. This is uh, the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show. You're on episode 120. Thank you so much for listening uh, through your podcast apps, listening on BlogTalkRadio.com. We do record it live weekly. Um, Brian Hunter is at u2hunter on Twitter. We do have a, we, we have a few minutes left here to chat, and I'd like to take that opportunity. Um, do you get to do you get to catch much West Coast basketball?
3: I, you know, when I try to stay up, I do. Um, it's fun, to, but it's hard. But it's really like you want to because those games are amazing every night, and it's just unfortunate that you know they're on so late. You know, but you know, obviously where we're at as country, but right, are, it's good basketball. Like it's fun to watch. I mean, it's I fun agree. to watch the scoring. Well,
1: um, they Ryan, have, they play with
3: uh, Ryan, they play with attitudes. Like there's rivalries brewing between these teams. Like it's fun to watch these guys.
1: Good. Yeah. What I have found is that, you know, usually by that time, it's about the only thing on, you know, now now you get some West Coast baseball here and there and I'll, I'm actually going to try to get into that a bit myself again, but what you're finding out is these games, every single one of them, it's the only thing on at night that at that time. And, and they're all good. Um, you have these teams fighting and and it's the same old story where, you know, Oklahoma, well, this year it's a little different with Oklahoma city sitting back, but if they do make it back into that eight spot, you still wonder, is it a watch out game? You know, is it a watch out game for Golden State? The right. the two versus seven, Dallas and Houston. Houston's having a hell of a season, but you still got to watch out for Dallas.
3: I you know, and I don't know. I think Dallas is actually hurting this because I don't think that Rondo trade is going as they wanted it to. I don't think I think Rondo's kind of a selfish. Been a little selfish since he's been down there, not clicking with Carlisle and Nowitzki and everything too. Um, I think again, what about the Spurs the last couple weeks? Though they're I'm back about in it. it, I mean, they can get all the way get. They could technically get up to the number two spot when it's all said and done, based on how they play. And I mean, there was people writing them off like a month ago, like they're just going to get in and first round. Sure. But I once again I mean, they 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 do it.
1: Yeah, they're currently in the sixth spot. For those of you that aren't paying too much attention to basketball, and, and a lot of our larger Lawrenceton listeners uh, know that our show we don't talk very often about the NBA. But it's very nice to have you on here, Brian, to talk about it. So for those of you guys looking at it, right now currently San Antonio is sitting in sixth place. That being said, they're only a game and a half behind the second-place Houston Rockets. That's where they're sitting. I, I agree with you, Hunter. I, I think that could be a, a whole lot of fun. So, Brian, it's,
3: And it's crazy with these boy. rivalries, like when they're playing each other, who, you know, who matches up with who? Who doesn't match up with, you know, I mean, these rivals. I mean, that first round of the series is, is gonna be crazy. Like I mean those are some good games. I mean
1: Oh, I I, I could agree more. What I wanted to ask you about because we touched on it for a moment, but uh let's let's get on it real quick for just a moment at least uh Derek Rose and the Chicago Bulls and how much uh how much he can impact this team and, and where they go. as a Bulls fan and, and watching the Bulls I think that anything at all is completely possible.
3: It could go either way, and I think they, based on what's going on, and you know when the surgery, you know people didn't know when they were going to get him back, how like how even how it was good. I think anything from it at this point is you've got to take it as a positive. Even if, it, if it's ten minutes of Derek Rose, it's better than you know it's better than having like McDermott come off or anything. That's no offense to McDermott, but right. if he can at least perform and play and just you know be productive, and he's not hindering out there, you know. And then on both ends, too, like, can he still play, like, an elite defense? I mean, it's going to help, you know.
1: Does Does Miritich have a shot at, uh, at rookie of the year?
3: Um, he, that's slim. I mean, his last two months of the season have just been, I mean, unbelievable what he's done. Um, but I oh, think yeah. they're going to give it to Wiggins. I mean, Wiggins,
1: he's, Sounds
3: like. he's a, I mean, I think he's going to get it, you know, Granted, I think it helps Milotic that he's in the playoffs and Wiggins is on the twenty one team. But right. I Wiggins is I think I mean proven that the Cavs may have made a bad deal and like he's gonna be an elite start here in the next couple of years.
1: You you expect to see Nico get some votes, I would imagine. I mean he, he
3: will get some votes. I would definitely be on right. all rookie teams for sure. That's I right. think that's
1: like Play, player, player of the month twice I've, now
3: player of the month, and I actually just saw, I believe, in March, he led all NBA players in fourth quarter scoring. All right, He's so got that going for him.
1: No, I dig it. i got to ask you, um, what do you think uh, the chances of the Chicago Cubs having a rookie of the year in Major League Baseball this year?
3: Very good chance. Um, I think the better bet would be, if it is a Cub, which one would it be? Well, and I necessarily we don't think so it fair. should be Bryant. I knew I would think Solar basically may have a better chance. Um, he, he certainly does between those between those studs, and I mean the only one they really got to worry about who could is the guy out in LA, Jock Peterson. I think those okay. anyone on the Cubs and him out there in LA would probably be the favorites coming into the season.
1: I mean Solar and Bryant are are the I would imagine they've got to be some of the favorites for for it and right. Bryant, could be up possibly April seventeenth. I don't believe that's going to happen because they're probably going to try to mask.
3: Right now, but who I, And I know they want you know, and they say you know what they you know everyone says has their opinion on that. But he needs to learn to play defense <laughs> at third base. So, Grant, I still wouldn't be surprised if Anderson Russell gets called up beforehand.
1: Oh yeah, I I agree. I I'm with you on that, especially because um well they need a second baseman right now. Yes,
3: the seller. Bi- I mean, he's Bi- not the answer. It
1: sounds like sounds like Baez really needs to work on his new swing down there. And uh, everybody knows that he's got to cut back on the strikeouts if he's going to want to make it back to the major league level. But that's why the team has done something like they have done. And they've created an Addison Russell. And everyone thought that Addison Russell was going to be traded back at the the time. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, There's a lot of fun things happening for the Cubs. Uh, Brother, it's been a blast having you on tonight. Fun to talk NCAA and really fun to talk. NBA with you. Uh, yes, who's your NBA champion uh, at this time? If 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 I asked you, you had to pick one.
3: Uh, Champ? You know, right as it now, I'm giving it to Golden State over Cleveland in NBA Finals. Six games.
1: All right. Hey, it, it could happen. Brian, thanks again for joining us. Have a good night, my friend.
3: Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon.
1: Take it easy. There he is. He is at U2Hunter on the Twitter machine. Doors, closing. if you want to join us and talk to me live on the show. We don't have too much time left in our live show this evening. We're going to go in a moment to talk some NHL, but first, we need to thank our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. We are at Larcher and Lawrence. at Larcher Lawrence, no and in between on Twitter, I am at Clark in Chicago there and also on Instagram. My partner, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher the third is currently on break. He is on assignment this evening and is unable to join us, but you can find him at Larcher Than Life on Twitter and the Instagram. And be sure to follow our Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show page on the Facebook. Uh, we also have a blog talk radio page. Search for us there. We do tend to talk some wrestling at times. Our last show was a wrestling show, but this year is episode 120, and we do thank you so very much for listening this evening. Lauren is here to take your calls this entire evening. Let's see if she's there. Hey, Lauren, are you there?
0: I'm still here. What do you know? How are you?
1: Hey, how how's the evening? How is How are the studios back home? Our listeners, they're just dying to know what's going on at the Lakeview Studios.
0: You know what? If you've ever seen Walking in the Dead, Walking Dead, it's like they're they clawing at the windows, just trying to get in the studio. They don't understand that it's being operated from the very west location today.
1: Well, hell, I I better wrap this up then. I mean, I got to get there and, and beat them off with a stick.
0: They're hey, they're just trying to get a little piece of LNL show.
1: We got our next guy here. Uh, did, you, we, got, did you we got
0: Nate on the line. Nate's ready to talk some hockey if you're ready to talk some hockey with Nate.
1: All right. All right, Lauren. Thanks so much for all that you're doing from the home studios. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Keep on keeping on.
1: Holler. Holler? Did I say that? Yeah, sure. You did. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it to it. Let's go over to none other than at Captain1999. At Captain1999. And I got a first and foremost. I think you're the Second guest this evening, my friend, that I have apologized to on the open. But I have to apologize to you for that shoddy social media I was doing earlier. It's Not a problem. Captain. How are you doing, Clark? Not too bad, Nate. It's it's great to finally have you on. Is that correct? It's at Captain1999?
3: Yeah, it's uh, the Captain1999.
1: Oh, there it is. Oh, you know what? I I see it there. At the Captain1999. So I did get it right on this most recent tweet. Yeah, We're not a problem. Brother, we've been chatting for a while, wanted to talk some NHL playoffs. Uh, I finally made it to my first game last week of the Chicago Blackhawks uh went over there for the wife's birthday, and the Hawks scored the first goal and then everything tended to go downhill from there. uh They ended up getting beat uh, I believe the final after a uh after a uh, an empty netter was five to one, but it was one of their only losses as of late they're They're bringing it together. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: No, I was going to say that's kind of been how the Hawks have been the last couple of months. It's kind of been a roller coaster for them, uh, kind of up and down. And a lot of that is is—it's nothing to do with Crawford or their offense. It's, it's really their defense.
2: And uh, okay. as
3: long as that shores up, I think the Hawks will be fine. Sounds like Patrick Kane may be back for the first round. It's a big rumor going around town. Uh, but if he comes back, if it's a long series, expecting back probably it's late first round, early second round. So, okay. I mean, that's they, good for the Hawks. As long as their defense can start to come together, they should be fine. Uh, and I right. expect to see them probably in the conference finals.
1: Okay. All right, yeah. Now, get him back at at, at some point, and either way, like uh, if they can get him by the second round, then you expect to see him there, or you expect him in the conference finals either way?
3: Well, it depends. Because right now, if it ended tonight, they would play Nashville. Because now okay. that – you know, they move to these four divisions, and the NHL playoffs they have completely gone berserk on who you play in the first round. So, if it ended tonight, they probably play Nashville. And it probably will end up where they do play Nashville in the first round, even though they're in the same division, which is bizarre. And Nashville will give them, you know, a tough series. Nashville always does. It's a hard, physical series. Um, if they get out of that, they would, pro- they would have to play the winner of St. Louis and Minnesota, which is okay. another two teams so you know that they've always gone physical against so it depends you know it, it'd be real physical for the Hawks this time around
1: right uh, I, I, I see what you're saying there what's going on with the playoffs and I've mentioned it before that Al and I hardly ever talk too much playoffs but how big of a change is it I mean it's still the the top teams in each conference make it isn't that right
3: yeah so now it's and I printed this out just so I could figure it out because it's confusing, but...
1: I'm so looking the at top it three th- th-
3: th- Yeah, okay. So, yeah. so it's the top three teams in each division earn bursts in the playoffs. And then the next two teams, in terms of total points in the conference, regardless of division, earn wild card spots. Okay. So, and then the top seed in each division plays one of the wild card teams. Division leader with the most points plays the wild card team with the fewest points. But the second and third season, each division faced each other in the first round, regardless of division. So that's why Nashville. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why Nashville and Chicago would play each other, and that's okay. why Tampa Bay and Detroit on the other side would probably end up playing each other.
1: All right, I, I see what you're talking about. So who's fighting for the for the wild card?
3: So right now, the wild card is in the West. It's Vancouver. I'm sorry, uh, Calgary, Winnipeg, and Los Angeles. Who's kind of on the outside looking in? In the East, it's Boston, Detroit, Pittsburgh, and Ottawa. So, okay. And this all comes down to the last basically two games of the season. So, should be real interesting the next uh, couple days.
1: All right. Because I believe hockey uh,
3: playoffs start middle of next week.
1: Wow. Uh, I believe the Blackhawks uh, shorted up last night with the last game of the season. Is that right?
3: I think they clinched a couple days ago. I know Minnesota clinched by beating the Blackhawks last night.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I caught that too. Um, Yeah. Winnipeg could get in, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, Are the Saint Louis the Saint lose? Are the Saint Louis lose? Are they still? uh, Are they? Are are they really a number one? Uh, In my opinion, no. No.
3: Saint Louis. my opinion on St. Louis is probably a little biased, due just over the years. Um, you know, St. Louis, uh, like their baseball team, their fans are a lot like their baseball fans, and I'm sure as a Cubs fan, you know how that is. Yes, I do. But unlike their baseball team, their hockey team tends to choke very badly in the playoffs. No matter, I mean, they have had good records in many years, and they always seem to lose by the second round.
1: Well, uh, they've never been
3: to the Stan- they've never been to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um,
2: Last they,
1: they went up two games to none on, on the Blackhawks before the Blackhawks came back and, and beat them in four. Was that the season before? I, I saw it firsthand, uh, the way that it went down we, like that. I
3: think that was last season. I
1: can't yeah, recall top of my head. Well, I mean, there's, there's been 390 days uh, since this current season started as, as the NHL season will go. Uh, it's much like it's much like my baseball it's much like well you're a baseball guy too i guess from what i understand but uh i don't know uh i gotta talk to you about the detroit red wings and they just finished up they're finishing it up now their uh second regular season in the eastern conference how are they settling in over there
3: uh they've been settling pretty well um i'm kind of happy we're out of the central division in the west uh if everything shakes out like it might, uh, you could have, you know, five teams with a hundred or more points in the central this year, which is pretty ridiculous. Gee, so yeah. yeah. The Wings uh you know, the Wings have had a good year. Um they started off really good and they kinda of got hit by the injury bug. Um and they brought in some guys and one of the guys, Cole, uh Eric Cole is from Carolina, and it just turned out today that he may never play again. He has some kind of uh, spinal issue and actually might have to retire. So that's unfortunate.
1: Oh. All right.
3: Yeah. So, in actually in the last month, uh, the month of March wasn't good for them at all. They've been slumping way badly. So going into, going into March, they were doing great. And last month was just a disaster for them. And now they're fighting for a playoff spot, which is always weird as a detroit fan uh the last time they missed the playoffs was 1991 Uh, wow 10 years old so (laughs) it's just kind of weird
1: uh
3: i assume they'll make it
1: Nate uh, Nate, quick real quick my brother uh stay on for the overtime but our live listeners are are taking off from us right now uh he's at the captain 1999 will you be here for for a couple minutes in the overtime yeah, that's fine. Yep. We'll continue some NHL talk and then we might talk some WrestleMania. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. Have a good night. Thanks for listening on Blog Talk Radio. We really appreciate
0: it. This is a Ricky Ricardo production. There's new grass on the Around the third and Whoa. Home.
1: Well, it's been a heck of an hour I got it it kicked off about it About five minutes late Just uh, trying to get some last minute uh, Technical stuff out here in the West Studios This is the overtime section Of episode 120 Of the Larcher and Lawrence's Sports Show Thank you so much for listening I asked him to stick on with us For a few minutes And I'm I'm glad you don't mind But uh, Nate from Chicago is calling in And we've been talking some NHL. Was there anything else on your mind about NHL that you really wanted to get in there?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll just give you my quick predictions for the playoffs. Please do. So, yeah, so the Rangers won the President's Trophy. Um, So my prediction is that they won't win the Stanley Cup. Uh, So the President's Trophy started in something like 85-86, and only eight teams that won the President's Trophy have gone on to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, The last team was the Blackhawks a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so my prediction, if I look at it now, in hockey playoffs are so hard to predict. It's basically you take the top five seeds in each league and you can put them on the dartboard and blindfold yourself and throw a dart and say, there's your winner. But if I had to say right now, looking at it, I'd say Chicago, New York in the finals. And depending on shot, uh, depending on the Hawks' defense, I'll say the Hawks in game Seven.
1: Haw- Hawks in so, seven.
3: I'll say the Hawks and seven over the Rangers in the finals. All right.
1: Wow. You heard it right here. That uh, would, be, uh, my, H- that that would your, be my prediction. Your Chicago Blackhawks in a year where baseball, the city's going baseball crazy. Um, I don't know. I know that you're, you got a lot of Detroit uh, teams on your mind these days, and maybe you caught me earlier bringing it up with Mike, uh, Southside Mike about the, uh, the Detroit Tigers. Um, where where are they sitting? It seems like they they've been at the top of their ball game for a little while right now. Uh, lost one of the big three guns as starting pitching, and then now uh, you got some some uh, injuries going on. And it doesn't seem to me like they're getting younger. But then again, I'm watching from a distance. What what do you see with the Tigers?
3: Well, I wish we could play the Twins for ninety percent of the season. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, losing Verlander, um, I think she will be back sooner than people think. The question is, what Verlander is going to be back? I'm kind of this of this opinion that Kate Upton ruined that guy somehow. Oof. So, Oof. yeah,
1: <laughs> but That's uh, all right. I mean, I mean, if, um, if he's going to ruin you, I guess it's Kate Upton.
3: Yeah, well, he gets to go home and cry to the, her every night. So, what are you going to yeah.
1: do?
0: Anyways,
3: uh, Joe Nathan getting hurt is going to hurt a little bit because now they have Storia closing. And uh, Tigers' closures have been – the running joke is uh, if they call it Mount Drinkmore, and it's a picture of Tigers' closures over the years instead of Mount Rushmore. Okay. Um, Because that's just kind of how it is. Like, the closing staff for the Tigers has been horrible for years. So, I don't know. Um, They need to keep pace with Kansas City. Uh, Obviously, the stocks are – I mean, they're going to get better, and uh, the so it's the Royals, Cleveland. I'm not necessarily that sold on Cleveland this year. I know SI had their cover about like you know Return of the Tribe and all that, but I don't know. I, I think the Tigers could win the division. It's going to depend on how people can stay healthy. I think Cabrera okay. stays healthy and those guys. So
1: yeah, Nate, uh, thanks again for joining us. We'll have to get you back on to talk NHL. Uh, maybe when Al's, Al's here, and uh, I don't know, maybe you could join us in uh, one of our studios. We're we're moving the studios, the uh, the downtown Chicago location uh, will be moving soon. The construction's going to be starting, but uh, I hope you could join us for that. Before we before we end this show here in the overtime, I I've noticed here and there that, that that you yourself have caught wrestling a time or two, and my partner and I, Al, about a week and a half ago after WrestleMania, did a post game show. And we were both pretty happy with WrestleMania. Did you get a chance to catch it?
3: I did, uh, finally,
1: about a week and a half later. Uh, yeah, okay. no, I
3: was pretty happy with it, too.
1: Yeah. As a whole, I mean, uh, the final matchup, I mean, where they're at now, it hasn't necessarily been a talent issue, but it's been, you know, there's a writing issue going on that's kind of kept it. Uh, I was away for a long time, and then when the network came out, I, I kind of, I, you know, I, I jumped back into it, and, and I'd say – I'll fast-forward through a few Raws a month and then, uh, you know, and watch the big moments, and then I watch the pay-per-views, and and I'm still enjoying it quite a bit. But that final match the other night, I was was caught off guard. First of all, I didn't realize that you could, with the money in the bank, I didn't realize that you'd be able to make it a a three-way. But it really helped solidify, well, Seth Rollins' character in, in the matchup, but it also did a great job of keeping this thing that they've built Brock up to be, And I like it a whole lot.
3: I totally agree. Um, I also didn't realize that with the money in the bank that you could make it into a triple threat match. I assumed he was going to come in and it would be him faking Brock or Roman Reigns. I didn't realize it was a triple threat match. And I I thought it was a genius ending. Um, I actually saw a YouTube video of some, like, 12-year-old kid throwing his TV. He was so mad, which kind of (laughs) creeped me up. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But no, I thought I thought it was a great ending to that match. Um, just because you could, that whole match, the whole choreography of it was you know, Brock Lesnar had basically destroyed Roman Reigns. And you could right. tell both guys had no energy. Um, you know, Brock had taken that hit against the post and he's bleeding all over his face. And then here comes Steph Rollins out of nowhere and he hits the curb stomps and all of a sudden he gets into that F five and it was such a great ending and it was a perfect night, yeah. and then on Raw the next night when Brock comes out and just goes insane. And then just great couple nights for, you know, the WWE, and it's really what they needed. Um, I didn't catch Raw last week.
1: Me neither. Uh, I, my
3: buddy said it was not as good.
1: So. <laughs> sure. the, the Raw after WrestleMania always has a little extra hype, and, and the crowd still had the same buzz going on. I, I really enjoyed the, the realism of the way that it went down, bringing out that uh, Byron... Brian Sexton, Byron, is that his name? The the other guy who had to come Byron Sexton, the- right? Yep. And it really seemed like, hey, we're throwing this guy to the wolves here, and and they probably were. He doesn't really know. just destroy. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, you know what it reminded me of? I don't know if you've ever seen the video of the the kid at Ball State when he's doing sports highlights <laughs> and <laughs> the boom goes, goes the, dynam- the dynamite thing. Yeah, yeah. that's what it reminds me of. But it's much like me trying to host
1: a podcast by myself. I line up three guys to to help me out with it because I certainly know I'm not going to do it. And then they did a good job of, if I remember right, watching it, they they waited to bring the king out to even give him a little bit of a hand. If I recall, first it was just Byron Saxton in there. Uh, I I appreciate you saying the boom goes the dynamite guy. What I'm getting at is it was a perfect opportunity to use a guy that's that green Put him in that situation because that's what you want to help maintain the realism of what's actually happening. Exactly. It was good. Did you no, catch I, it? Uh, I, I thought there, there, I, were rumors, <laughs> there were rumors that uh, I'm sorry that Brock uh, bladed. Did you catch any of those?
3: I did catch some of that. I, I don't know. I looked. You know, I, I watched Just, it, and Jeff? I have a network, so I, I rewound it a couple times, and I'm like, the only way he bladed on that is. If it was like stuck to his arm, or it was on that post, I, I just yeah. it was so fast that. But even to he did, I mean, guys in the '80s did it all the time. Ric Flair was notorious right. for bleeding.
1: Right. It's just for the product that they have right now that is supposedly not what they're going for, and, and they they don't want to go for that. But it, it it did look. There's a GIF out of a referee handing Roman Reigns an object. It, did you catch that? That's, no, I didn't. I, that's yeah, what didn't. was fueling the the rumors. So they're wondering if there was a pass-off at some point. And it would have happened to happen before that. And Blading, uh, for those of you that don't know, I think Al and I touched on it last week. It's just uh, the old-school wrestlers would actually grab a a little razor blade or a little piece of ice and put it in their head. It's pretty brutal. Uh, It's a very old-school way of doing things. That's the way that wrestling was in the day. And, you know, there's still some of those aspects going on. But I know an image as a whole, the WWE doesn't want that happening. I'm not I'm not convinced anymore that he did, but I was for a moment. I, I really thought I really thought that they did. Uh yeah, I don't know because
3: the Raw the next night, you know, and they always talk about the P G era and things like that. You know, Heyman came out the next night and just went off and I'm just like some of the stuff he's saying is not the P G era so much anymore. I'm like, this is kind of a throwback and I was like, Well that's yeah.
1: cool and they're entering that. Uh, they have that NXT product, and uh, Kevin Owens' first match in it, I watched that night because I'd seen a lot of hype, um, and, and he was bleeding that night. So I was starting to wonder if maybe they're going to continue to say that they're going to maintain the PG era, but they're going to slowly work their way out of it is is kind of what it looks like. Uh, Nate, we, we have some lives to get to the for the rest of the evening. Uh, I appreciate you joining me. WrestleMania 32 is around the corner. Do you think there's a chance that they do the Sting versus Undertaker? Oh, wow. I didn't even
3: think about that. Uh, yeah, they is could it, build to that. I, I could definitely. I could are definitely
0: they, too could old, to are they too old
3: to pull it off? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, even if they're too old to pull it off, I think people would go nuts for something like that.
1: There you go. Rumors have it that they're going to try to uh, break the, uh, the Silverdome WrestleMania 3 record. In the in Jerry, Jerry World, World. yep, no. down in Dallas, it's the place to do it. As much as a uh, Jerry World is Jerry World, it certainly is. Well, hey, oh, real quick, yep, talking sir. wrestling
3: before we get out of here.
1: Uh, I don't I wanna, know if you
3: okay. saw it today, but the, the Rock put out his uh, diet that he eats every day.
1: I saw a headline. Man, what is that? He eats two pounds of cod every day. <laughs> yes, that's Isn't what he? I saw. Two pounds of cod a day. The other night I went to a fish fry, and I think I touched two pounds that night. I don't think I'm doing that every day.
3: Yeah, that's what he eats every day. And then his last meal of the day, he eats a 10 egg white omelet.
1: (laughs) He's he's Rocky Balboa out there training. You know what? Whatever he's doing, it's working. Uh,
3: That guy's huge.
1: Yeah, it's gigantic. Nate, thanks so much for joining us. Have a good one. We'll catch you next time.
3: Sounds good, man. Good
1: talking to you. Take it easy, brother. There he is, the Captain1999 on Twitter. Nate Galling from... is closed. Chicago, Illinois. And there it is. Survived it, made it. Episode 120 is done. Uh... You had to listen to my voice the entire time. You, you weren't privy to hearing Al Archer's voice on this show, but I've got to do it. I've got to thank Southside Mike for joining me to talk about White Sox. I've got to thank Brian Hunter at U2Hunter for joining us there. And, of course, just now joining us uh, to talk some NHL playoffs and to talk some WWE that I threw in there at the end. That was at the Captain 1999, Chicago. Do it to us. Listen to episode 121. Al Larcher is sure to be back. We're going to be doing these things on our own once in a while. Al's going to build some shows of his own. I'm going to build some shows of my own when the schedules aren't working the correct way, when we need to be out on assignment covering the news that you want to hear. We are at Larcher & Lawrence of the Larcher & Lawrence Sports Show. I'd like to thank my local friends out here for holding me up in the bunker out in Kirkland, Illinois, about seventy miles west at the Lodger and Lawrence and West Studios. Guys, we are going to call it. Hey, before I call it, we do this show live. I did this one live to podcasts. We record it live to podcasts. As I explained earlier, you can listen to me record it live on blogtalkradio.com. Uh, Just search for the Larger and Lawrence's Sports Show, or you can listen to the podcast. Here's the thing that's a little different about our podcast with most podcasts out there. Our podcast, you will hear it as it was recorded, unfiltered. We're not going to go in and do any post-production to it. That's why the mistakes that you're hearing happening live are happening, as especially tonight from the Far West Studios. I, myself there, was doing the tech work as well. Anyway, thank you to the sponsors yet again. Have a good one. They Something, and he was he was probably he was probably searching for your passion to see if you really wanted to do this and or could you be or, or are you content that hey, I tried to do it one time and it didn't work out for me and i you know whatever.
3: Ricardo Production